one of God's generals, I believe, and also, uh, you know, Apostle Edward Everett. Good evening, Apostle. Good evening. Amen. You there, Brother Edward? God bless you. Hey there, Edward. Oh, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So I'm just going to continue. Let's do the armor of God prayer tonight. There. You know what? You're, you know what? You're putting on Jesus. You're there, Apostle Edward? You're putting on Jesus. Amen. So I'm just going to do this really slow. And I just want you to repeat it after me, okay? Okay. In the name of Jesus, I put on the whole armor of God. And I need to stand against the walls of the devil. For I wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principality, rulers of darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. Therefore, I take another myself the whole armor of God that I'm able to stand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, I stand therefore, having my loins girded about with truth. Your word, Lord, contains all the weapons of my warfare, which are not carnal, but mighty through God to pulling down the stronghold. I have on the breastplate of righteousness, which is faith and love. My feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In Christ Jesus, I have peace to pursue peace with all men. I'm a minister of reconciliation, proclaiming the good news of the gospel. I take the shield of faith, wherewith I'm able went all the fiery darts of the wicked and the helmet of salvation holding the thoughts and feelings and purposes of God's heart and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God in the face of all trials, tests, temptations and tribulations I cut to pieces the snare of the enemy by speaking the word of God greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world thank you Father for the armor I'll pray at all times, in every occasion, in the spirit, so a manner of prayer and entreaty. To that end, I'll keep alert and watch the strong purpose, perseverance, interceding on all the saints, God's heart. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You put your, oh, that armor on tonight. Did you see yourself in the spirit putting that armor on? We need to put that armor on every day. Every day. Put that armor on. I'm talking to everybody out there. When you get up in the morning or before you go to bed, if you want to do it twice a day, you want to do it before you go to bed in the morning, that's fine. 
Put your armor on. You need that protection. How 91, but we need to, you know what? The Lord doesn't force us to do any, anything. He basically has us, we make that choice. You make that choice to put that armor on. Right there, right there in Ephesians 6, 10. But you make that choice to put it on. That armor on daily. You don't know that, you know, and, and get you know it by, that you know it by heart. That you, 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 that you know it. You don't have to read it. You, you just know it. And you, when you recite it, you, you, you know it. Get it from your head into your heart. And you will memorize it. Every word. It's the word of God. The word of God. The word of God. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Are you there, Brother Edward? Hello? Hello? Brother Edward? Oh, Jesus. Thank the Lord, Jesus. Just bring Brother Edward back on here. I'm just talking to him. Brother Edward, Jesus' name, amen. Okay, what I want to do tonight then is I want to go through some of the... We're waiting for Brother Edward to come back on. I want to go through some things here. I want to talk a little about about spiritual warfare. The thing about it is, in God's army, you cannot be a part-time soldier. Okay? So you have to make a choice, basically, to be full-time. Right? Full-time service is required. We need to make a life commitment to Jesus. Jesus is our commander. Amen. Our heavenly commander, we make a commitment to him until we go to be with Jesus. Amen. We make a commitment to him to be with Jesus and go with him. Until we go with him. Amen. Are you there, Brother Edward? Amen? Ephesians 6, going back to the armor of God, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Amen? So it says here before, We wrestle not against flesh and blood, principality power, Against the rulers of darkness of this world. So against, against spiritual wicked in high places. And we just did that prayer. So what's it saying? It's saying that we're not, we don't wrestle against people. 
So we need to have the armor of God on, the armor of Jesus on, to wrestle against these spirits. Amen? And all attacks to the enemy. They're, you know what? They're coming, as, uh, they're coming in spiritual. They're not coming on physical. They'll affect your physical, but they're not coming that way. They're coming, the darts are coming spiritually. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Hello? Brother oh, Roy? Amen. Amen. You're back. God bless you. Amen. Amen. You I, I was muted. It was muted somehow. I must have, maybe I'm... Yeah, it was muted. Oh wow! Oh wow! Well, for somehow like it might have been me. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Could Praise you hear God. me talking? Could you hear me? Yes, talking? I sure did. I heard I heard you speaking there, but uh, oh, I, I didn't. And I looked, and here it was muted on the on the uh, on the uh, phone there. So here we go. We're ready. We are ready. Oh. The enemy doesn't like Amen. us to talk about these things because he knows results. Yeah. Something he knows miracles. Do this. That's where the battle is. But uh, somehow I've never had that happen before. But praise God, he lost again. So right there is an example that greater is He that's in us than He that's in the world. God always uh, delivers away from these things and moves us on out. Amen. Just like He did the apostles. Amen. I'm glad you're back because I just was wondering what's going on all of a sudden. You know, but anyway, you're back, and you're back, and did you hear me introduce you to that? Yes, in fact, I I, uh, I believe I said a few words, and then that must have been it. I, I don't know what happened. So somehow the thing on the phone here got muted, I, but I didn't think I hit anything because I usually just hold my hand away from it, so uh, face away from it. But uh, I don't see how in the world it happened, but bless God. Okay, praise God. Yes, I heard everything you were saying there, Brother Roy powerful things there, the truth of the word. and You know, something that uh, I always do, not just putting the full armor on, but it's a mindset. This is all a yep. mindset about walking the power of God. In fact, your mind is set to the greater ones in me. Light is in me. Darkness doesn't have a chance with me because light is in me, and light expels all darkness that comes against me, just like a be begun hitting a railroad train, a steel train. It would just bounce right off, you know, and that's the way it is with Amen. the power of God in us. But we have to practice the presence of God and practice the presence of God knowing it's there. And then when you know it's there, you become bold and you act and you speak out words, you see. You do those things, and that's what pleases God because he comes on supernaturally through you, in your life and through your life when you do these things. Because like many times you and I quote, and you quote it many times yourself, Ephesians 3.20, God is abundantly able to do above all that we ask or think according yeah, to the power at work. So you have to think yourself powerful. You have to believe you're powerful. You have to declare the power. It's not an arrogant thing or a proud thing, but you're just practicing the presence of God in you and through you. You're not practicing you. It has nothing to do with you. You're practicing his presence. That's why you're bold, and that's why you're not afraid of anything, because greater is he that's in you and he that's in the world in the name of Jesus above anything, any disease, 
any any malady, any situation in life, because he, he well, in fact, the scripture in Psalms 107, 20, it's one of my favorites, he sent his word and delivered them from their destruction. He sent them and healed them and delivered them from all their destruction. Right. So everything is not to destroy Roy, Ed, or anybody else. He has uh, sent his word, and that word destroys anything, supersedes everything that comes against us. That's why he's given it to us, because he knew things would come against us all, would challenge us all. But, you know, when we're challenged by situations coming against us in life, we use that word that's used to strengthen us. We become bolder and stronger, so it works in our favor. We become greater in the Lord, more powerful, greater anointing. Because these challenges drive us to that because resistance, you know, it takes resistance to build your arms up if you work out with weights. You know, you curl weights, press exactly. weights, it's exactly. resistance. But you have to have resistance in the spirit world, too. And it's not pleasant, you know. It's not pleasant in the natural world to build up your body and with weights and things. But no pain, no gain. But you have to see these challenges that come against us, not as problems, but as challenges to make us a, a better us. And exactly. it's all how you look at your attitude and uh, and what you see, you know that, and then put it on the form of being His presence. But you develop a mindset. It, well, okay, Proverbs twenty three seven: As a man thinketh in it, or, you know, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. In other words, when exactly. I think of my heart, I act out, and as I act it out, it happens. Exactly. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah, these are just a few little. A little, few little nuggets are very simple things. And, you know, most of the time, I was saying this in all the programs I do, different things are on, there's the one you and I are on and other programs, and it's just a matter of taking it seriously what the Word actually says. People don't yeah. take it seriously. They say, well, I can do all things through Christ, then next best, I don't think I can do this. See, they're, they're relying on their own ability, what they can do, but they're not saying, hey, Lord, you directed me, so I'm depending on you to help, help me to get this done, whatever it might be. And and that, that's how exactly. we have to approach things in attitude. People are just approaching things. In their, you know, and it's really simple things, Brother Roy. People are missing it. You know, it, it's, uh, uh, you know, the little foxes that spoil the vine, the Scripture says. And that, that's a little fox right there, the spoil the vine, just the, the wrong attitude about something and putting putting you in the driver's seat instead of Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, the Lord takes it seriously. The Lord takes his word seriously. So, you know, as as us, the body of Christ, you know, I mean, we need to take his his word seriously too, because he takes it seriously. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we need to take it seriously. The Lord showed me that, and I, I know really when we stand before God, I know what it will be. He's put this in my spirit, actually. Well, I know I don't know everything like, like I said, but sight, and I see this, and I see that. But I know it in my spirit of how he'll yeah. be with his word. And he would just simply say that word that we preach and talk about so often, you hear so often, he will say that verbatim, that right there, and he will bring that up completely. There won't be deviating from or saying, well, we can, uh, we have a, a A or B option there. This is optional. If you want to do this, that's the option you want to do that. No, he'll bring it out, thus saith the Lord, and this is what I said right here, son, and this is what I said. And there'll be no deviation from it. You know, it's going to be right pointed, pointed word, not watered down, but it's going to be the full dosage. The dosage that people try to water down because they don't want to live by it. But hey, we're we're called to exactly. that. We're either going to face it, 
we're either going to face it on earth here and, and, and walk in it, or we're going to wind up facing him not in it, and we're going to be in a problem, you know, whatever way it, it takes us. We'll, we'll, we'll be going to school in heaven learning it. Yeah, that's it if we make it to heaven, some of these things, because some of these things are actually yeah, so exactly. losing. I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? If what you don't learn here, you're going to learn there. I really believe that. So, you know. Right. <laughs> just, yeah. right. Yeah. We want to make the, we want to make the rapture. You know, we don't want to be And I think with spiritual warfare, I think what a lot of it is, is uh, to be honest with you, if you get it right down to the, you know, the, the, where the rubber hits the road kind of thing. Are you uh-huh. believing God or you believe in man? Are you believing That's God it. or you believe in people? That's because it. when the Lord exactly. and, and, and and not that they, you know we need doctors. Don't get me wrong. Don't, you know we need doctors and stuff. But when when the Lord sure. says to me about two o'clock in the morning and He says, "Son, just as the doctor says it doesn't make it true. It is what I say." Says the Lord. And I believe that not mm-hmm. just, you know, I mean, you know, doctors are, you know, they're given uh, their, the facts. But mm-hmm. Jesus says, I am the truth. That's it. So are we believing, am I, am I believing the doctors more? Or am I believing Jesus, what he said? You see, and that's where a spiritual warfare comes. Because what happens is, the, and it cannot give you, uh, it's just people. Like could be your, it could be your relatives, could be your friends, it could be whoever, you, you know, the saying stuff. Well, do you believe, you know, do you believe what God says about you, or are, are, you, are you believing what they say about you? Mm-hmm. You with that, Apostle uh, uh, Edward, right? That's right. That's right. You know, Apostle Roy, what you said there about fact and, and truth. That's something I, you know, I've always talking i use this all the time fact and truth facts is man truth is god that's right. truth always supersedes facts because god supersedes man and that's really what it is they can come with the with a fact but you use the truth to overcome it you know everything that the devil brings in is a fact in ways which you see you feel and you look at it but truth is it doesn't have any place in you in other words, you are light. You have light in you. The Holy Ghost dwells in you. So where can darkness and where can Satan dwell with God? It doesn't happen. The only way it happens is when we allow him to kid us and, and lie to us and then accept what he says and actually move him in instead of the Holy Spirit there, move the Holy Spirit out. But if we stand pat that the Holy Ghost is in us, we have light in us, and we stand pat to that, he can't penetrate us because you cannot bring darkness into light. It, it, it never happens. It always expels, you know. It just uh, it obliviates it, really, the better say it, you know. And we have to believe that uh, these are, are things that we have to hold to. And you soon find out, uh, Apostle Roy, what a man or a woman believes when they're tried. We find out about ourselves what we're made out of when we're tried. It's easy when things are going good to speak the good things, the good word, that we hold to that good word during the difficult times. And that's where it's needed to hold to that truth and that word. And that's why we have to be educated and knowledgeable and walking in those things and using faith and building up our faith that we don't have to muster up faith anytime we're challenged with major things. You know, In other words, it's about like a guy that can lift 100 pounds in weight 
and he doesn't practice or anything, but all of a sudden a tournament comes, and they have 400 pounds of weight, and he has to be ready for it the next day. We had to work in it all along to get himself up to that place, you see, and that's the way, way we have to be with our faith. We need to be at a faith level. We can believe God, you know. You don't just muster up faith overnight. It's a growing process day by day by day. And and working the Word, making the Word of God. I did a, a, a teaching going out. In fact, it's going in a, a couple magazines, the one I'm with with Queen City, and one of this went in with Spirit Fuel today. I put it on Facebook. Uh, it, it's on what faith is. And you know what true faith is? or walking in faith, the battle of faith is simply making the Word of God a reality in your life. The promise, what we have, what we do, who we are, everything about it is making it real, not just being able to quote it or to preach it or teach it, but able to say, hey, yes, I did this. Oh, yes, this happened. Yes, I have this. I, yes, I do this, you see. In other words, it needs to be part of our lives. That's why he says work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, because it's the wholeness right. of our spirit, soul, and body. And that's what the battle is. That That is the battle to get the Word of God into you as a reality. And then the, the warfare is anything that comes against you and tries to stop you from putting the truth of God in your life to make your whole spirit, soul, and body is your enemy. And you have to deal with that with spiritual warfare. Amen. And I believe, too, brother, that, uh, you know, the thing about it is that there's a spiritual warfare is, is – is, uh, is also uh, to us to be who God has created us to be. Amen? You know, uh, Amen. in Christ. I really Amen. That's spiritual warfare, too, because we're, I think we're battling every day. And, you know, we're made up of, you know, and I'm going to talk to everybody out there right now, uh, you know, and you're made up of three-part mm-hmm. beings. You're made up of a spirit, mm-hmm. a soul, and a body, a flesh, right? And the thing Amen. about it is, it says, it says the choices you make today determine your destiny tomorrow. Okay. So here's the choice. Right. Choose to say whom you will serve, right? In Joshua. Now, here's the key. We have an opportunity every day to sow into the spirit or sow into the flesh. True. And where, where mm. we sow growth? So if you sow into the spirit, it will grow. It will, be, it will become dominant in your life. But if you sow in yes. the flesh, it will become dominant in your life. And here's the key about the soul. The soul is made up of the mind, the will, uh, I mean, the mind, will, and emotion. So our, mm-hmm. our target, and we need to be targeted, is we want to have the mind of Christ. Amen. Amen. We want to have the mind of Christ where we hear the where we hear Jesus is, Jesus speaking to us. Amen. We, right. we our Amen. other tar, our other target we want to as we sow into this walk in God's perfect will. Mm-hmm. Right. And the other is right. if we walk more in the Spirit. If we walk more in the Spirit, then we're going to be walking. We'll be led by the Spirit. We're going to be led by the Spirit. We're going to be walking by faith, and we're not going to be walking by our emotions. But we're going to be walking by the by by, by the Holy Spirit, seeing with the eyes of the Spirit, hearing with the ears of the Spirit, smelling 
the, the fragrance of the Spirit, and being, yeah, and also being touched by the Holy Spirit, right? And tasting the right. Holy Spirit. Amen. Right. That's what it's all about. We're, that's why we're at three, and that's what, that's what the spiritual warfare is. Where are we sowing? Are we are we getting mm-hmm. up and watching TV? And I'm talking to everybody out there. I'm talking we're not we're not you know exempt from this. No one is, right? So all we're right. saying right now, and, and I believe Apostle Edward is going to agree with me. Please, so does the spirit man. Spend time in prayer. Spend time yeah. in the world. Spend time with anointed people. You know what I'm saying? Mm. There's a time where you just got to let that person go. Because yes, they're, not helping you. they're not helping you in your walk with God. Because they're trying to get you back into the flesh all the time. By, by mm. saying stuff to you. That basically is, is, is uh, 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 you know, is, is putting you down. Stay away from that mm-hmm. person. You know? That's right. You know what? You know, sometimes you got to stay away from family. <laughs> Seriously. Right. You know? That's exactly right. Because the, no enemy, matter who they the, enemy, the enemy uses them, right? That's just what we call spiritual warfare. Just, you know what I'm saying? Spiritual warfare is warfare, you know, to stay in the spirit, you know, to stay and live in the spirit of God. Amen? Brother? Right. What do you think? Right. That's right. Go ahead, brother. You know, it's like you just said right there, and that's the bottom line. It's a a three thing. You know, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Okay, the three are in unity. What the Father says, the Son says. What the Son says, the Holy Spirit says. They're always in unity. They are one, right? Now, we are a spirit, soul, and body. Now, God deals with our spirit, man. He doesn't deal with our flesh or our mind. But he speaks to our mind, but he deals where we can... In other words, our spirit man is who we communicate with, okay, through the Holy exactly. Spirit. All right? Holy Spirit gives us something in our spirit. All right? We have to have our minds renewed by the Word of God that when we get it from the Spirit, it will come to our mind, and we will relate to it by the Word of God, by our mind, by our intellect, by our knowledge, and by our will. Mm-hmm. We will receive that. But uh, then after we do that, our, our spirit and our mind and everything together with our soul, then we'll walk it out in this body of flesh that we have. But here's what the problem is. People will get something in the spirit, and then their mind will say something else, or their soul portion of them, the decision-making process, will say something else, and it'll be another thing, and then their body will walk out something else, so they're not in oneness, you see. We have to be in oneness with ourselves. Spirit, That's soul, right. and body. Very good word. And what happens, what happens uh, when we're in oneness with ourselves, then that's when things will operate. Things will work out in our lives, you see. And, and we, uh, uh, there's another thought that had my mind is going to bring out there with us about being in oneness. Uh, we have to uh, uh, be in that word. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Our will, it's all about our will, what we will to do. We do what we want to do. We always say it. People say, well, I have an excuse for this. I have an excuse for that. But in our lives, in perfect honesty, if we are honest about ourselves and honest, period, we're going to say we do what we want to do. If you want to sit down and watch TV and that's it, you do it. If you want to go to the store, you do it. You want to play football, whatever you do. So whatever you will. But 
I'll say this, you know, the first time that Jesus shed his blood was at Gethsemane. He shed his blood at Calvary, but he did shed his blood several times. I taught on it many times in his program, talked about it many times. And the first time he shed his blood was at Gethsemane, and that was for our will there because his will was involved when he was asked to go to That's Calvary. Right. And the father told him to Calvary, but he said, Father, if it be possible, take this, this cup from me. But he said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. So what that blood did, that, that when he bursted the blood vessels in his head that came down over his face, that blood, that blood paid for you and for me and everybody listening here, everybody, that we have authority over our wills. In other words, I can overcome my will and do what the Word of God wants me to do. The devil can't make me do it. I can't make me do it. Nobody can make me do it because I have a free will, and that free will has been but freedom that I can have the power of God helping me to do what I need to do, which is the right thing, and not do the wrong thing. So I'm without excuse when I do the wrong thing because I can say, well, I will this or I will that. The Lord would say to me when we were talking about a few minutes ago about the Lord and his word, he'll say, didn't my son uh, give you freedom and Gethsemane over your will? He said, the blood that he shed there gave you the power to seek, come to me in his name, and I would have empowered you by the Holy Spirit that you could overcome that thing that you didn't overcome because you wanted to do what you wanted to do, you say. So in other words, he's made a way for us that we're without excuse and everything. He's made provision. He says in Second Peter 1, 3, and 4, he's given us power for all things, everything obtained a life in God in us. And, and, uh, and when you said about, your, about the will, uh, not only, uh, you know, warfare, warfare, people think, well, binding the devil, loosening and other things, that's part of it. But that isn't all of it. Denying the flesh is spiritual warfare. Not listening to cast down all imaginations, everything that comes in your mind, like in Second Corinthians 10.5, casting down thoughts that aren't of God, cast them down. Things that are of God, receive them. Because your mind is like a sifting pan. What happens is, Everything from God, everything from the devil comes into your mind. It comes to your thought right. pattern. Now, you have to sift it. And just like you're sifting uh, uh, minerals or something, you know, all the bad stuff comes through, like the sand and everything, but only the minerals and the gold or the diamonds, whatever it is, remains in the exactly. basket right there. And that's what you leave there. And that, that's what it is. But we have decisions daily to make. And there again, it causes us to know the Word of God. I have to know what the Word of God is, because how do I know if it's from God or the devil? Some things are obvious, like sickness. You're going to be sick. You're going to lose your job. You're going to do this. You know, bad things that hurt you or things like this. But not everything that you can discern all the time. So that's why it's so important we study to show ourselves approved. Uh, it's important we meditate, like it says in, in Joshua one eight. Because that's what makes our way successful. We meditate on that word and we get the understanding of it. Because we hear the voice of God in our hearts and we make the right decision. And when we make the right decision, the right things happen. It's when we make the wrong decisions we suffer. Exactly. And we suffer needlessly many times because of wrong decisions, doing it on our own, acting our own will. But he's made every provision for us. It's us not walking the chalk line 24-7 period. Now, we know we're not going to attain perfection here. We know we're like Paul, Philippians 3, 13, and 14. I press toward the mark, not as I've attained it, but yeah. I press toward the mark. And we're all doing that. In other words, I'm never going to hit the mark. You're never going to hit the mark, and nobody else is. But I'll put it to you this way. I'm closer to mark now than I was the last time we were on the air. And next, 
next two weeks I'll be closer again. We both will, you see, because we're getting better and better. Like I like to say, it's Ken kids about a lot, gooder and gooder. We are because as we follow the Lord, now if we're not following the Lord, we won't get better. We say we get better with age. People, that's a saying, you get better with age. Only if you allow yourself to get better with age because it comes from our learning and doing the right thing. We can close our mind or get bitter and get angry and not learn a thing from it, and we get worse after that time. But the potential is there for us to get better with every challenge that comes our way. We need to start facing life that way. What can I learn here? What am I being taught? Because it's in these teachings that we become mature, and in this maturity, God can trust us with the greater things that God can use us like Jesus operated. The things I do, so you do even greater things. Everybody wants to be used greatly like uh, like Jesus operated, but you've got to have maturity to be able to do that because what comes against you, how you deal, your thoughts, your attitude, your purpose, you have to have your ducks in order, and you have to learn, and you have to be mature for these things because if you're not, pride would sweep you out just that quickly or the devil would knock you out just that quick. You, know, you have to be primed up. Like a fighter does when he fights, goes into the big leagues or the championship. You've got to be ready for that thing because uh, you're in with the heavyweights there. And so many people uh, in this world are under the thing that, hey, I want to have everything going for me, but I don't want to pay anything for it. I just want to enjoy it, but I don't want it to cost me anything. And serving God costs you. It has to cost you, or it won't. Uh, it's not of God because everybody has had a successful ministry has served God the mighty way. It costs them something. Every one of us, everybody, you can talk to anybody. We know that any person, whether it's a famous person or a renowned person or a person that's just used mighty of God or whoever they are, that that's part of it because you're going to have tribulation. You're going to have persecution. You're going to have challenges. Uh, you're going to have all those things come at you as you're serving God. Those who live God in Christ will suffer, suffer persecution, the Word tells us. And we're going to be persecuted. But uh, when things come against us to hurt us, and if we uh, cry and act babies and babyfied and everything, we're not going to make a test. Because you've got to be bigger than that. A little bit like the Lord said uh, the other day, shake the dust off your feet. Just like he told the apostles, he said, they don't receive it in the house when he went there without script and everything. They don't see what you got to say, just shake the, the dust off your feet. And we have to learn to do that. We don't leave it us down, but just keep on going and not stopping. In other words, take a licking and keep on ticking. <laughs> Amen, brother. Amen. And you know, the thing is, I, I believe spiritual warfare, too, just to everybody out there. I, you know, I think it's caught up in, in like, in, 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 you know, one verse, and and that verse is submitting yourself to God, surrendering. You know, and I'll just add a little bit, submitting ourselves to God, surrendering ourselves to God, then resisting the enemy with the Word of God, and the enemy will flee in absolute terror from us. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's the key. That's right. That's right. And resisting the devil, if you notice, submit yourself to God, and that says resist the devil. Because when you're submitted and you're following God, the devil's coming at you, and you have to resist him. So that's telling you what's going to happen when you submit. When you submit, you're going to be attacked, and you fall by resisting. And then he says, draw near to me, and I will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you double-minded, and purify your hearts and everything. And that's what he tells us to do. In other words, make sure we're purified, our hearts are right and everything, and drawing close to him. 
and then live our life that way. That, that's that's really the the Christian walk right there, because that's that's to be expected. But you know, some people, uh, Pastor uh, Roy, they will talk about things happening in their life. They were attacked, or somebody this, or somebody that. And we all have said that we have situations, but you know that that's part of it. I mean, that isn't a surprise. Or why in the world was I attacked? Why did this happen to me? Well, that that's part of the territory right there. That's all about it. It's a little yeah, bit like exactly. saying if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen type thing. It it really is. You know, I've heard that from saying from people that uh, you wouldn't have thought would have said it sometimes. You know, but uh, we have to to grow up and uh, just shake the dust off. We have to learn to shake the dust off and just keep going because these things are set there by the enemy to stop us, slow us down, and how we fight the warfare there is simply just to keep on keeping on. That's how you fight warfare, too, and that, that's really the best way to fight warfare is to keep on keeping on. When you know you're right in your heart, God is directing your life, and you have peace in your heart about what you're doing, just keep on with what you are doing. And don't leave distractions take you out of anything because those distractions are trying to knock you out of things or stop you from doing those things. So we're resisting the devil right there, and that's spiritual warfare. Exactly. And one of the other things about spiritual warfare, too, brother, is that scripture, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. Mm -hmm. That's right. The enemy took the enemy tries to bring fear on, especially a fear on the body of Christ. He tries to bring fear on us, and he'll use whatever whatever technique or whatever, however he does it. He'll use people, he'll use situations, he'll use symptoms, circumstances. But we have to remember one thing. As we stand on the Word of God, which is true, that situation will change. Right? That circumstance will change, and that Amen. symptom will change, because the Word of God never, ever changes. So as we stand on the Word, we proclaim the Word, we basically um, declare the Word of God and live the Word, they will change right before, before us. Yes. And you know, Apostle Roy, you know what backs that up is the thing that we talk about so much, Isaiah fifty nine nineteen. When the enemy comes in, comma, like a flood, God raises up a standard against him. So what happens is, when it's a, whether it's a country being hit like that, or you as an individual, the enemy hit you real hard, you can know by that promise, that's a promise of God, that the enemy is going to come in, and he's going to supersede that. In other words, the uh, uh, symptoms come in, uh, the facts come in to hit you, okay? But he's raising up that, that uh, standard against him, which is truth. And truth always That's right. circumvents That's right. That. It always does. Did you hear, it takes it out. Did you hear what, you're, you're in did you hear what Apostle Edward said out there? Apostle, I say that one more time. Just, I really believe we need to say it. I'm not trying to interrupt you, but just one more time. No, no. You really hear that. Go, go ahead. I'll, I'll quote the scripture again. Uh, when the enemy comes in, comma, like a flood, God raised up a standard against him. What happens is when you're attacked, whether you as an individual, whether it's a corporation, a company, or a country, when there's a great satanic attack against you and you're serving God, you love the Lord, but you've been hit really hard with some people who haven't loved the Lord, 
God says, I'm going to raise up a standard against it. Now, his standard from time is a sovereign standard that he just, he's just going to take it out. He's going to come in and, and it's going to go, that thing that you had the problem with. Now, he's chosen us in the last days to be the second standard because God is coming in prophetically as a standard very shortly against evil. And the evildoers, judgment is falling on on them on this earth. It's going to happen this earth. We're going to see judgment according to Psalms 91.8. It speaks of, of a thousand, ten thousand, you know, falling on their side. Now, he said, don't you be alarmed about that. You'll be spectators. You won't be participators because this will be for the evil ones. But now, after he does only what he can do, and he does things like that, we don't do those things. He does that. That's his sovereign move. But after his sovereign move, he's using us to uh, be the other sovereign move because Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. Now, Jesus right. is the right hand of the Father now. So he's chosen the remnant, God's servants, God's followers, to go out there and destroy the works of the devil. And how we destroy those works is take the power of God out there and getting people freed up, saved, healed, delivered, set free, and on fire for Jesus Christ. Because the works of the devil is to kill him, destroy him, and everything. But we destroy his works when we get him saved, healed, delivered, set free, filled with the Holy Ghost, and everything from God. That's how we destroy the, the devil's works, see. And one more thing that people overlook. Uh, we hear uh, principles uh, being said and everything about the government, about this, that, and the other thing, and leadership. Well, we have to stand up for God's principles. We have to stand up for what God says. In other words, we don't stand up what the world or government or anybody else says if it's not God's principles. If we are called to do something against God or be against God, we can't stand up for that, you say. So we have to be quick to make a stand on principles, because many people back down when it comes to principles because of what uh, you just said, Pastor Roy, fear. In other words, they don't want to be fearful. They don't want to rise up. They're afraid to say something. But, you know, the Lord said, if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father. If you don't, he said, I won't. And that's another way that we confess Jesus by standing up in his principles against those that rebel against him, you see. Not just introducing people to Jesus and witnessing, but living the, by the principles of God. That's what it's all about, you see. So this all just kind of flows into one stream. It is all in one stream right there, and it goes along. In fact, uh, everything calls for you and I to stand up and do what Jesus did. He said, the things that I do so will you do even greater things. And that's not just in the power, but that's in the standard he took, what he said, what he stood for, what he believed, how he acted by the fruit of the Spirit, how he, he uh, was used mightily, by, like in the gifts of the Spirit, which that's what it is. The gifts were his ability, the fruit was his character. So all this is wrapped up in the one great big package. That great big package is J-E-S-U-S. And as you said, Apostle Roy, uh, moments ago there, you said you put it on the forearm or you're putting on Jesus. And that's what it is. We want to look like Jesus. That's what we're to be. We're to be just like Jesus, that they they don't see us. They see Jesus. So for them to see Jesus in me, that means that I have to be zero in me and 100% in Jesus, not more to the Lord and less of me, no, not more of God and less of me, none of me, because uh, he doesn't want 1% ad in there. He wants uh, no percent ad. He said, I want to be the whole thing in there. And he, it's either all or nothing with God. You know, it's like in getting delivered, uh, Apostle Roy, 
uh, when I wanted to quit smoking, which God took it from me way back about over 50 years ago, I had to come to the place, and that's like anybody at anything. I don't care if it's pornography or what it is. When you mean business, I'm going to I'm gonna quit this thing, and that's it, cold turkey. I'm doing it. I'm depending on you. Give me the power to do it, Lord. And he did just that. And he does. When you mean something in your heart, that's when the Holy Ghost comes in. But if you're that's 99%, right. if you hold back a percent, he can't do it. So it, it, it's all the way with God. There's no, uh, there's absolutely no room for nonsense or for us trying to get a little bit of ourselves up there on the throne where He is, any glory or any, and you know what I'm saying, any flesh because uh, the flesh is evil. No flesh and blood inherits nothing. And we got to get out of it. Amen. And you know the thing about uh, spiritual warfare is being serious with the Lord. It's being serious that. With his word, you know what? You know, uh, yes. do you believe his word or you don't believe his word? Like that's the key, you know. You know, and 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 uh, the, the Bible says that uh, unbelief is sin. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it's not what I'm saying. You're saying it's what the Bible says about unbelief, and you know that yourself, Brother Edward. That's right. About that. Unbelief. Unbelief. It, it's that simple, uh, Apostle Roy. It's that simple. Uh, most of the time, the way God has me ministering on these things now, and that's the way the Spirit is moving in my heart. That's why I can say this, because I, I might devise the messages or anything. The Spirit of God just speaks to me. And and uh, the bottom line is that uh, it's in simple things. It's just a matter of just saying the truth. People want to evade the truth. They don't want to do the truth. They try to think up excuses and try to add to something or water it down. That's where the complications comes in. But just do it. That's all it is. In other words, do it. Follow it like a woman bakes a cake. She has certain things she does to, to make that cake a good cake. If you don't follow the uh, ingredients or the recipe, it doesn't work. And the Bible is our recipe, the recipe of life. only difference between that and a cookbook is God wrote this book, and it's perfect, and it can't fail where people can fail that wrote a cookbook. But God gave us a recipe for everything. And you know what the Lord told me some time ago? He said, people don't take my words seriously. And, boy, that's Mm -hmm. it. That's it. And you know how he gives you something, you know that's it. That's the bottom line. They don't take it seriously. They think Mm -hmm. he's a great big sandwich in the sky and, Oh, he's full of love. He won't hurt me. I know he'll overlook this and me. He knows I'm just flesh. He knows us. I knew that, you know. But, hey, who you yield your flesh to is who you, your God is, you know. He's yep. God is judgment. He's everything. That's why I said I am. He's everything. Exactly. And what does it say? Judgment begins with the, with the body of Christ. begins with the church. The house of God. It I mean, begins it, with it, us. It, 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 is the Lord serious about that, or is he just saying that? He's serious about that. Because the reason is, he's saying judgment begins with, the, with us as the body of Christ, is because we are the ones that yep. God is using yep. to bring unbelievers to Jesus, to him. That, that's so, it. Well, okay, he really puts us in the, the limelight. The apostles, we're apostles. And he holds us to the yep. higher accountability. Apostles, the highest rating, and uh, and of course we all, you know, everybody. But I would hate to stand before him if I didn't take it seriously, because I'm afraid. Well, wouldn't be. It'd be probably the great white throne judgment, and you don't want to be in that one. That's when they all go to hell, of course. Great white throne 
headless for the lost. And uh, but the rapture, brother Roy. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to keep jumping here and saying this, but I have a very uh, much thought about making the rapture. How serious it is making that rapture and making sure that you're going to make the rapture type thing for people. I'm, I'm speaking this to everybody listening. I'm speaking to you. I'm speaking it to me. Because let's oh. make sure we're going to rapture with no unforgiveness, no malice, uh, no anything that it's displeasing to God. We need to really make sure we're lily white. We really do in everything. Psalms fifty-one ten, create me a clean heart, renew a right spirit in me. You know that needs to be our prayer. That's another thing you add to the full armor. Create me a clean heart, renew a right spirit within me. Psalm fifty-one ten. And that, we all need that, and we need to maintain it because the enemy tries to get us out of that mode. We're king of the hill. We're standing on top of the hill right now, but the enemy's trying to take us off that hill and knock us down, get us down there, cause anger, cause anything he can to mess us up. And uh, we have to be on guard. I'm telling you, it's a 24-7 thing. Uh, there's no doubt. Every 24-7 thing is in the Bible. Every person, every man... Uh, we're in a warfare, there's, there's no doubt, it, because the devil's trying to steal us and kill us and put us where he's going to be going very soon, into the lake of fire yeah. at the very end. And I surely don't want and to be in that. Amen. And the other thing, too, is that we, you know, the thing is that uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verses uh, uh, 14, it says, Stand firm with the belt of truth in my mm. truthfulness. Okay, yes. so the thing yep. is, the part of the armor, and what you put it on, putting on Jesus, is the belt of truth. Now, the belt of truth mm. is for us to be true. You know, you know what? And it says here, where there is lying, where there is deceit and lying, in a believer, there is falsehood. Which mm-hmm. falsehood, the very thing that holds the other pieces of the armor together. So so we need to be so in truth. I mean, in men and women of the word, but men and women of our mm-hmm. word, too, we need, to, we need to walk in truth because if we start lying and we're deceived and, and, and that type of stuff, I'm talking to everybody out there, including my brother Edward and I, if we get into that yeah. lying and deceit and all that other stuff, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Basically, what it is is how can we be a light to the unbelievers that are mm-hmm. doing that if we're doing the same thing? And so what happens is That's right. all that armor that we have on, you know, if, if, if you're in deceit, and, and, you know, and like, you need to repent. We all need to repent and say, Lord, I'm sorry, and I got in this deceit. I got in this lying. Because a lying spirit, if you start to lie, and you know what? Sometimes you, you know, uh, let's be honest with each other. Sometimes you, you just you don't want to uh, hurt the person, or you don't want to know what the, uh, you don't want that person to know what you're talking about. It could even be your wife. So you That's end right. up lying. You end up lying to her. You know, and you know, and, and mm-hmm. uh, I'll be very honest with you. Uh, I ended up doing that years ago. And the thing is, mm-hmm. here's the key. Here's the key, my uh, everybody out there. The Lord mm-hmm. will make sure that your wife knows about you just said. Mm-hmm. If to her, the Lord, you know, I'm just gonna say, the Lord will make sure 
that she finds out what you what you did. Mm-hmm. He will get sure of it. And I know that That's right. because you know I'm, I'm, just, I'm talking to everybody out there. You know, it could be the wife. You know, but you got to be careful of a lying spirit because a lying spirit can come in a prideful way where you don't want to. You know, if you ask something or you're, or you're or you're doing something, and you and husbands and wives out there, especially in the ministry, mm-hmm. make sure that you tell each other the truth, and you tell them don't try and do stuff without them. You're called as That's a right. team, a husband and wife team. You're called Amen. as a team. You're called together, so you need to share everything with her. Don't go out and try and do stuff yourself and not let her know. That's because right. I'll tell you something that. right now. The Holy right. Spirit will let her know for sure in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. I know I got off on that, but there must have been a reason for Brother Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good word. That's a good word. And, well, you know, you said about truth there, Apostle Roy. You know, John 8.32 is one of the major verses there, that we shall know the truth, the truth will make us free. And we always say the truth... The truth that we know will make us free. It's the truth that makes us free, so that's the basis of everything right there. We're made free by the truth. And if we don't have that belt of truth around there, nothing else will count because we won't no. be free. We'll be in bondage. It holds the whole thing together. It's like the mortar holds the blocks and the building together. And without that that's mortar, it, it won't hold. And Jesus said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. But he's the truth, yeah. and the truth is what... Everything is in that word. It's all truth. So that that that's what it's all about, truth. And, uh, yes, sir, we, we need to. And I, I tell you what, I've really had to scrutinize myself, make change adjustments and corrections. And, and I find myself uh, after 52 years, and I'm still doing it. So I, and I admit that, and I will be doing it until I leave this earth, uh, making adjustments and repenting things, making some changes, improving some things. And, you know, you're constantly better than yourself in the Lord as he shows you things, as he helps you to do that, because we need to be at a certain level for him to be pleased. He expects you, he expects me, and he expects every individual, each one of us, to be at a certain level before he can fulfill his plan for your life and my life, you see. He has you to be at a certain level of maturity that he can trust you before he's going to let you do and fulfill what he's called you to do. So remember, you're not doing what you were called to do because you're not the level you need to be. Remember, you're not looking at those daily steps that are taking and learning from them daily steps. You see, we we grow in God daily, each step by step. So despise not small beginnings. Despise not things that you are learning because those things lead into big things. But if you're not following those steps daily, you might never accomplish any prophetical thing that is given to you because uh, prophecy. I had a friend years ago that used to, he got a lot of prophecy a lot of times, and he told me, he said, nothing's ever come true for him. <laughs> and uh, he was digging his own grave there by saying that because it would make it look like a prophet was a false prophet. But that's not true. Some prophecies that are given to you are going to happen that don't depend on you. But a lot of prophecies given to you are dependent upon you doing what you're supposed right. to do make them come to pass, but we have the tendency as human beings, and that's the spirit, unfortunately, of the church, most of your church folk, they get a word, and right away they sit down, well, I'm waiting for it, Lord, 
Lord says, I'm waiting for you. To, I can show you some things to prepare you for this. You have to be prepared yeah, for it. There's a lot of growing from the prophecy until the manifestation. And if we don't do the growing that? in that manifestation time, it's not going to work out, you know. And, and uh, uh, that, that's, that's wisdom, that's patience, and that's how you have, well, in your patience, possess you your soul, the Scripture says. Yes. And that's patience. It demands patience step by step daily and having this thing, oh, when's it going to come, Lord? When's it going to come? You know, and, and you have to be patient because recognize God knows he, when he's going to send Christ back. And we say, oh, time's short, Lord. I need to be doing this. I, you're going to be coming to why, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? Well, first of all, it could be two reasons. Number one, he knows when he's coming back, he's going to send his son back. And number two, maybe it hasn't happened for you or me yet because we haven't got to the place we need to be yet that he can do what he wants to do with us yet. And maybe we could have done it a year ago, but maybe we aren't following the steps as we should. So, therefore, it's going to take us maybe three years to do something that would have taken a year. So it's in our obedience that uh, many things are accomplished. Now, I have learned that over the years, and and the big thing that I've learned is, is we need to do our part. I did several lessons on a teaching on that and used a bunch of scriptures where it had something that had our part in it to make it happen, you see. And most people just say, Lord, do this, Lord, do that. Uh, okay, one one thing I'll quote, give as the example to kind of give you a little bit of where I'm coming from. This is a little bit deeper, but most of them are along this line. But it says in Colossians 3.15, we're to let the peace of God rule our hearts. Okay, a lot of people say, give me peace, Lord, give me peace, Lord. Uh-uh, he can't give you peace. You have to get peace by, first of all, trusting him, casting the care of life upon him, because you don't have peace if you don't trust him, because you're trying to take care of all the things that come your way, all the challenges in self, and you can't have peace then. So you have to learn how to trust God, first of all, and then he gives you that exactly. peace, you see. Because your peace, you can have a short time of peace, but it's quickly interrupted if you don't trust God and uh, take his promises and put them into, believe them, cast the care upon him, exactly. get rid of him, trust him, and that's it, because you'll have a short-lived peace. So that's the only way for, for definite peace, for lasting peace, is trust. Trust and peace go right together, because you can't have peace without trust. Exactly. And the, and the thing is, peace, is, uh, uh, peace passes all understanding, too. You know what I'm saying? Like that part of it, too, right? It passes all That's understanding. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, you're trusted in your mindset. How in the world can you have joy and peace and happy and happiness and everything and look at your circumstances? Well, that passes your mental understanding because the mind would say that. But your spirit right. man knows better. And your renewed mind, when you have a renewed mind in the Word, your mind knows that. But the, the carnal mind would say, what? Look what's going on. You have peace. But when you have a renewed mind, well, you know what the Word says about it. So, therefore, you're not moved about it because it's what the Word says. You know, you have these things, and that's why you have them. Because you, but, you see, you don't just ask God for something and he does it or have somebody lay their hands on me and it's done, so to speak. Because we have to learn, you know, to start to dig for ourselves instead of depending on what the pastor says or what this one says or pray for me, do this, do that. Uh, everybody wants to, somebody to do it for them when it comes to spiritually, you know. In other words, I want what it says, but I'm not going to pay a price for this. And, hey, I don't have time for this. I'm too busy making money. I'm too busy having a good time attitude, you know. And uh, you have to invest in it. We, we really have to invest in it, uh, everything. We've we got to put ourselves and our investment is our, is our life. 
our whole being. It's it's not a religion. It's it's more than a relationship to its relationship, but it's a, it is the lifestyle, the not a lifestyle. It's the lifestyle. Uh, like you said in the ninety first psalm, the secret place of the Most High. We live there. Life is a whole lot better, and that's what we need Amen. to do to be in that place, right? Isn't that right, Apostle Roy? That's exactly right. That's right, brother. Amen, amen. You know, and I just want to go on here um, with another one of the uh, weapons of our warfare in the armor of God. And um, we're talking about spiritual warfare. And so what uh, I told uh, everybody out there, I want you to just, uh, you know, just use your imagination and uh, lift up your hand. And in your hand is the sword of the spirit. If your left hand doesn't matter, if your left hand or right hand, and just see the invisible, just see it. See the sword of the spirit in your hand. Okay. And as you see the sword of spirit in your hand, okay. The sword of the spirit is, is the word of God. So what you have, you have the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And you so, so you have the word of God, so you start using the word of God. You, you know what? You start, you start, it's a weapon. It's a weapon against the enemy. That's spiritual warfare. So what you do is you start proclaiming the word of God. You start declaring the word of God over every situation, over every circumstance, over every symptom. Amen. Because the word of God is, you know, the sword of the spirit was the word is alive and full of power. The word of God has power, has power to change things in your life. To take you from uh, sickness to health. To, to basically to, uh, you know what, for, uh, you know, for, for uh, the blind to see. The deaf to hear, the lame to walk, the sick to be healed. Those oppressed of the devil are set free. Amen. And the lost to be saved. Amen. And the word of God. Amen. The word of God is the most powerful weapon with the Holy Spirit that there is. Amen. So, you yes. know what? But you just have to, you know what? It's got to get into, from your head, into your heart. When you're willing that spirit, the sword of the spirit, right? Against the walls of the devil, right? Great. What does the Bible say? Right? The sword of the spirit. The sword yes. of the spirit yes. is an, it's an it's an offensive weapon, which means we are not to be retreating Christians, but advancing soldiers in the army of God, waging spiritual warfare, taking ground from the enemy in your life, your health, your family. Amen. Your finances. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. Amen. Take me. Take me ground. With the yes. sword of the spirit, you take you, you take ground from the enemy. It's time for us as the body of Christ that the Lord says He's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. You know what Amen. that means? That means that we're going to walk that we're walking in holiness and purity, without spot or wrinkle. You take a hot iron. Right. You have a wrinkle, or, or you know, have a wrinkle in your in your in your dress or jeans, whatever. You take that hot iron and you go over that area, and all of a sudden that wrinkle comes out. Well, there is a hot iron, and it's the Holy Spirit. Yes, and it he's is. He's going over us, and he's going over us. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and the thing is, and he and he and he's bringing up the fire, the fire of the Holy Spirit. And he's burning the dross out of our lives as we allow him to. See, the thing about the Lord, he will do nothing, you know, unless, and, and, and Apostle Edward was talking about this, about our, the will. The, the, the Lord, the Holy Spirit will do absolutely nothing that's against our will. Mm-hmm. Amen. So, Lord, we say, you know, so as we're saying, Lord, burn the dross out of our lives, Lord. Burn, heat up the furnace, Lord. Heat up, heat up the fire of the Holy Spirit, of your, of your fire, Holy Spirit, Amen. and burn the dross Amen. out of our lives. Amen? Yes, stir up that gift. Amen. Don't you want to be walking in holiness and purity out there? I mean... You know, it, 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 you know, it, it's a like uh, Apostle Edwards was saying. You know, it's a lifestyle, and we have we have the weapons, offensive weapons, the Word of God, which is the sword of the Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit, mm. but we also have prayer. Amen. Amen. Prayer. Amen. Prayer is also an offensive weapon. Praying is always with all. Praying is always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. And watching thereunto with all perseverance. Listen to this. With all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Amen. Don't you want your brothers and sisters? Don't you want your brothers and sisters and you know, uh, in, in, in Christ, you know, don't you want them to be uh, on fire for the Lord? I sure want to, I sure want uh, Apostle Edward and Sabino on fire for the Lord. I want uh, Ken and uh, um, his wife on fire for the Lord. David, you know what I'm saying? And that's where the whole key is. You know, I, I you know, I'm really saying this about it. You've got to. You know, you just say, Lord, burn the dross out of my life. I want to be on fire for you. I want to be on fire for you, Jesus. I want to, when I walk into a place, Lord, I want that fire to touch other people. Isn't that right? Yes. Go right. Go, 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 go ahead, brother. I'm kind of just. Okay. Okay, uh, that's, good. Yeah. that's a good word there, brother. That's a good word. That's a good word. 
Well, you know, really what it is, you know, I'm going to say this again. You know, a lot of times I've been saying, well, I've ministered with this recently. I did this. And I'm saying that because what you're saying is what God has told me to minister on. So these things are what God is saying. We aren't just doing a little talking or teaching here about something we thought, well, we'll talk about this, we'll talk about that. This is what the Holy Ghost is bringing through us. This isn't Ed, and it's not Roy. This is the Holy Spirit bringing these things out. This is God. This is not us. This is God speaking, because I know in him have me do this. And I'm going to uh, say something here that a lot of uh, Christians are this way. You know, a fighter, let's take a fighter again. I like to use a fighter-type situation. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, if he's on the offensive and he's on the defensive. In other words, if he's a boxer, he's blocking punches, right, on the defensive. But he can't win that fight by blocking punches. He has to be on the offensive by delivering right. punches, right? So now right, what has happened, see what I mean? Now, now think about this once, everybody. And, and how many times have you heard Christian talk about how, Oh, I haven't been able to sleep. Oh, the devil's put a pain in my back. Oh, I have this. Oh, that's going on. Oh, that's going on. They are asking for prayer, which is nothing wrong with that. We do need to pray for one another. But they're concentrating on the wounds or, or, or on the defensive. In other words, uh, they're blocking things. They're saying, pray for me. I got hit here. Pray for me. I got hit there. It's all about praying for the defensive of well, how they got hot or hit instead of the offense of delivering the punches, you see. In other words, we have to be concentrating on the, delivering the punches. And most people aren't. They're too busy dealing with getting hit by the enemy. The enemy attacked me here. I had attacked by the devil here. The devil did this. The devil did You see, that's on the defense of blocking these punches. But when are you going to deliver the punches, you see? When are you going to deliver them? What did Paul, the greatest thing was Peter, I think, in the Scripture, a great thing, when they uh, were used to heal the uh, crippled man there, and they, the people tried to give him credit. They said, no, it was Jesus. Then his name, this man, was made whole. So the people, uh, they were hated by the leaders right there. They were jailed and everything. And then uh, after they took him out of jail, they told him never to talk about Jesus again or there'd be trouble. And uh, Peter was bold. He spoke to those leaders, religious leaders, and he said to him, he said, now we, what we've talked about is what we've seen in Jesus, what he told us to do, what God has told us to do. You tell us not to do this. So we were going to do Are we going to listen to God? Are we going to listen to you? And they knew they were going to listen to God. So they went back to their camp, right? Now, they didn't go back there on the defense and say, oh, my heavens, we got put in jail. We got abused. They threatened to kill us. Man, pray for us here. We, we could have died. Thank God we were saved. Our lives were spared. We're coming back in one piece. They didn't say that, did they? They went with yeah. their group. And anyhow, they said, pray that we have boldness, that we can come back and we can demonstrate the power of God. And they, they did that. And, you know, I, I can really relate to that scripture because I, I taught on that scripture a number of years ago. It was, oh, my, I guess it was maybe 30-some years before we came down south. And I had uh, a, a study at the church we went to there, a Bible study. That night the pastor wanted me to have the, uh, the Bible uh, study or prayer meeting. It was on a Wednesday night. And I taught on Acts 4, 29 through 33. And they come back, and I was teaching what I'm talking about now, and they come back and asked for boldness. They didn't ask for anything else. They, they weren't even considering what was sworn against them and how they went to jail and lives threatened. They said, we want to go back there, boldly. and we want to tear that place up. We want to destroy the works of the devil there is really what they're asking for. 
and God literally shook the building, the boldness came upon them, and everything. He answered that prayer, you see. And what happened that night when I had that message, and this is a good example, uh, the building literally shook the same way it did in the Bible. That building, the church building, literally shook. And when that happened, I said, oh, Lord, what should I do now? I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to conduct myself at that point. And he said, just keep doing what you're doing, minister to the people. So I did that. We had a lot of healings. We had uh, a person first went into surgery the next day, didn't have to go. man was called to the ministry. Uh, a lot of miraculous things happened. And also the Lord even said about uh, taking the people outside and telling them to open their car hoods up, their truck hoods up if they had car problems and go out and pray for their cars. So it did just that, you know, prayed. And, you know, two, on Sunday when we went to church, I had several of them come up to me and said how their uh, car, their truck was healed because they had problems with them. They had these problems no longer. So God healed their trucks, their cars, or whatever they were driving. Now, God did might, many mighty works there. But think of it this way. We were teaching on what he told us to teach on. And he said, don't be intimidated by them threatening your life, locking you up or whatever. Just concentrate on being a greater witness and be more dynamic you know, and be used mightier. In other words, be offensive, not on the defensive. How can I get around here if they don't see me, if they don't do this to me, they don't do that? Pray that I'm safe, pray this. Pray. And that's good. Don't get me wrong. We want to be safe. We want to be protected. But they weren't majoring on that where most people do. They were majored on the power part where they could be effective, you see, and that's just why they were effective. So the point in everything that I said here, these few minutes here, about this subject would be that we need to be concentrated on delivering blows, and when the enemy hits you with something, just keep your mind off it. Shake the dust off your feet wherever possible. Just shake the dust off your feet and keep on going, because if that thing hits us when the devil attacks us, and what happens is we stop. That's holding the process up. We have to remain at it because, remember, we're just ready to have a breakthrough, and we get hit by the devil, and we stop an inch from the breakthrough, you say. And he knows when to hit to try to stop you from what's going to happen, you say. So we must continue on and concentrate more on being offensive, getting greater results, more results, greater things happening, people saved, healed, delivered, set free. We need to focus on that more. Because there's too much focus on what the devil did. And, here went to, and that's, there again, it's on the offensive or the uh, defensive. We've got to get out of defensive and being hit ourselves because, hey, sure, he strikes blows. But, hey, in the name of Jesus, we have authority over him. We cast him out, shake the dust off, and keep going with something we have, which is stronger than the devil. It's the power of God, the power to save, heal, raise the dead, set people free. We have that power within us to do whatever God chooses to do through it. And we need to focus on that, getting the job done more, because the fighter never goes in thinking about blocking punches. He, he knows how the other fighter fight. He's not going to block them, know what the weaknesses are and everything, but he's learning mostly weaknesses for where he can get his punch in and knock the guy out. You see, he wants to win. A winner doesn't block punches. A winner doesn't block the devil, just block the devil. He has to knock the devil out. And you knock the devil out by the power of God, the word of God, in the name of Jesus, and you stop him right there. You cause diseases to leave in the name of Jesus by the power of God, by the word of God. You get people delivered from, from all types of addictions, all types of evil, by the name of Jesus and in his name, because he said, ask anything to the Father, to the Father in my name, and he will do it. So in his name we ask it to we declare this to be done, you see, and we're destroying the works of the devil, the same thing that Jesus did, because Jesus did it, 
but he's sitting on the right hand of the Lord right now of the Father. So therefore, he said, all right, I've trained you guys, I've taught you, I've done everything this, this time, it's three and a half years down here, I've taught everybody, now it's up to you to go out and do it. I've empowered you, I've ordained you, I've anointed you, now just do it. And that's what he's saying. He said, don't try to explain it away. Just go out there, just believe what you read, just do it. And, you know, people overseas, many times just take it literally the word. And I've had uh, several meetings overseas there, miracles, bang, 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 bang. And I know other people had the same thing. Great things happen because these people receive it as a child. And a child believes everything you tell them, doesn't they? And that's, remember, we receive the, the word of the child. And that, you receive it as a child, and that's it. I mean, you, you and I have to receive it as a child. The word, we have to believe it. But too many people want to have an intelligent adult thinking, experience thinking, well, I had experiential knowledge there, and I don't think that's a good I've experienced this, I've experienced that. Get that knowledge out of your brain right there. The Word says it. Forget about what happened and what didn't happen. The Word says it. Block everything else. Be tunnel-minded, tunnel vision, and, and focus on that. Thou will keep you from perfect peace whose mind stayed in thee because he trusts in thee. Keep focused like Peter should have done. He was focused on Jesus walking on the water. When he took his eyes off the Lord, what happened? So we need to focus on Jesus, who he was, what he did, how he lived, and do the same thing. Just follow in his footsteps and forget about what people do. And don't merit. If God, another thing in this day, I have to tell you this, uh, is, is that God will tell you to do things that you never heard anybody doing before. He'll tell you to say certain things you never heard of. If you know it's God, don't be afraid to say it, because I have learned different things that God has told me. I've said it, and I had no other man say it. And when I say it, it could have caused people to just turn me off just that quickly, because it was something that would turn somebody off. But I said it, and I would do it. And as I said it and did it, God confirmed it through others to me. And he will do that all the time because you, you aren't the lone ranger. You, you could be the first one getting something, but then he brings it to other people too. But he gives it to you when you get things from him. So don't be looking around for the approval of somebody saying, well, I think, should I do this brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so? Sometimes you maybe do need to talk some things over with people. I mean, we are in the, in the midst of counselors or safety, the word says. But some things that you just can't speak to anybody, you just have to do it because they might think you're nuts. They say, oh, I wouldn't do that. Try to talk you out of that, what you say. So you need to know your God's voice. You need to obey God. And because, remember, you're going to set a precedence. Maybe nobody else in the Bible, nobody else now has that precedence. You might be the one, you see, whoever it is. So we have to learn to hear the voice of God and dare to step out, and don't worry about reputation, about where the chips fall, where by what may. We get this idea of what people are going to think or say about us, or the chips, wherever they fall. And we just we just have to do that. We just have to get forget about everything and everybody, but just concentrate on what God is saying. Please Him, please Him alone, because of God before you, who can be against you? That's an attitude that we must have. That's not an option. That's a, that is the attitude of a remnant warrior for Jesus Christ, a mighty remnant warrior for Jesus. Amen, amen. You know, that is so true. And you know, the thing about it is, I, I, I had a bit of a testimony here. When I lived in uh, B.C., uh, I was um, speaking the Word of God, and uh, a friend of mine who was born again, Nelson, he said to me, so that, oh, he said, that's a bunch of foolishness. So I said to him, I said, you're right. 
He goes, what? I said, you're right. The Bible says the things you got are foolishness to those that are perishing. Oh, my God, he didn't know what to do, Brother Edward. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you see right. the look on his face, you know what I'm saying? Because right. it hit him really right. hard. Like, oh, like, you know? Uh, and he knew yeah. that I, you know, that, that you know that I was a, a man of God, and you know, and uh, so he, you know, but it, it was just the enemy tried to ridicule me. But when, but when I spoke the word of God, that was spiritual warfare. When I basically said, "Well, yeah, right. you're right," but this is what the word of God said. Amen. That's right. That's right. That's right. Oh, brother, we're we're coming down towards the end right here of the program tonight. Amen. Amen. Um. Uh, yeah, do you have anything to say about spiritual warfare? I mean, we could pray for the people, who, uh, you know, uh, basically, you know, I think one of the, uh, like I said, one of the uh, weapons, uh, you know, uh, with the spiritual warfare is uh, is the Holy Spirit, for sure. Like, you know what I'm saying? The Word of God. But, I mean, uh, they can, you know, the Word of God, but they have to, everybody out there, you have the opportunity to, to get into the Word of God, to start, you know, proclaiming it, declaring it, uh, I mean, and reading it, and meditating on the Word of God, on Scripture. Like, you know, get into your Bible and start uh, meditating on scriptures. the Lord puts on your heart, because there's revelation. But I really believe, Apostle uh, uh, Edward, that, uh, you know, uh, there is people out there that are listening, and, uh, you know, there's a baptism of the Holy Spirit. The fire, the fire, the anointing, and the fire of the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit that's just going to fire mm-hmm. them up. And, and I really believe, uh, Apostle Edric, as they, you know, just, as they set the spark, here's the key. You need to set the spark. In other mm-hmm. words, what I mean by setting the spark is saying, Lord, I want more of you. Lord, I want to be baptized mm-hmm. in the Holy Spirit, Lord. I want you to burn the dross out of my life, Lord. I want to be on fire for you, Lord Jesus. So when I go, the atmosphere in the place changes. When I walk in there, the atmosphere changes. The fire of the Holy Spirit. You know, and and, and tonight you have that opportunity. And that is spiritual warfare also, because the Holy Spirit is one of the greatest weapons. The the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, is one of your greatest weapons there is against the enemy. So, Brother Edward, if you didn't mind, if you want to just pray or declare or, 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 or... you know, um, however you want to do it. Uh, okay, I'll do fact, Before I pray five, for yeah. that right now, I'll do like I do a lot of times with programs, and I'll do that. And I just want to say a yeah. quickie on that. I had a man ask me for exactly what you wanted, uh, what you said about wanting me more power, wanting to have an effect and wanting to be a blessing to people and really do like the apostles did, wanting to be mighty in God. And uh, okay. he called me. Night and I never heard a man never knew him before, but he saw me on one of the programs. One I, I don't know what it is. It was on this program or that program. You know what I mean? I don't know where. Which that's not important. Important thing was the man emailed me and uh, he told me that, so I gave him a phone number. He called, prayed for him, and what you said happened. He felt a boldness. In other words, he felt the thing rise up in him, and uh, that's what we're going to pray for. That very thing. And so what I'm going to do, just to, as a simple thing, it's not a, a big deal in a sense uh, of way we'll do it. The big deal is just like Apostle Roy said right there, you have to desire it. So you need to agree right now when I say this to you and pray that I have it now. And when I say now, 
I want you to accept the fact that I've got it. You don't go on by feeling. You just accepted that Jesus gave it to you, and then just start worshiping him. And it could be your mouth would feel a little funny, and you just go, like whatever it be, I can't tell you what will come out of your mouth, but just release it. Let it come out of your mouth, but just praise and worship him. Don't even think about Roy and I here right now, Apostle Roy and I, because it's him. It's all him. So we're going to ask him to baptize you with the Holy Ghost with your prayer language, speaking in tongues. We're asking that, but we're concentrating on the empowerment and on that fire because there's a greater firepower coming now than there ever was because these are the last days, the very last days of a very short time. So uh, right now, if you're ready, if you want to be empowered more, right now I'm going to give you a minute to say, Lord, empower me. Right now when Brother Everly prays and Brother Roy uh, I'm going to receive it. I'm asking you for this empowerment that they're talking about tonight. And I receive it by faith right now, and I'm going to lift your hands right now. You just lift your hands right now and just say, Lord, I'm ready to receive it. And we're going to pray. We pray right now. Release that anointing on each and every one of you. And then I want you just to praise him. And, and as you praise and worship him, just turn yourself loose in him, okay? Are you ready? Father, I just praise you. I thank you for this meeting tonight that we had. That Brother Roy and I, we shared your word, your truth, your truth. And, Father, we know today people need that empowerment more than ever. You showed us holiness and empowerment, what has been needed all the way, Father. So right now we're just lifting up the name of Jesus. And, Father, as you said, that we can speak a word over them and they will receive it with that anointing. So right now, those that are looking to be baptized in the Holy Ghost with the evidence speaking in tongue, with the power, the power of God, the power we're speaking of, that fire. Right now, right now, we're going to get ready to release it. We're going to release that fire. We're believing the Lord, the least not anointing upon you, because that's his will. That's his will, because he said, Jesus said, he said, tarry till you receive that experience. And, of course, you don't have to tarry anymore because the Holy Ghost is here. Jesus sent the Holy Ghost when he went back to heaven, but the Holy Ghost is here. So he wants you to receive it. He said, don't you go anywhere. Don't you do anything to you have this power. And he's given you this power now. So you accept it within a minute from now. This power is upon you when I say now, okay? Father, I thank you that this audience has heard this word. And those that have their hands raised are waiting for that right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray your anointing, your power, would be released by faith into every one of them right now. In the name of Jesus, Father, in the name of Jesus, fill, and oh, yes, fill, fill with fire and power. Everyone now that has their hands lifted, everyone is waiting upon that now. Right now, we release that fire into them right now. That firepower that's bringing life into them is burning out all the chafe and is empowering them with a new life, giving them a new way, new understanding, new boldness. Just everything new, changing everything. Yes, it's bringing change to you. This power is bringing change to your life right now. Right now. It's mine. Say, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Just thank him. Don't say it in English, but just be it. Oh, God, again, just worship him. Just worship him right now. Just worship him. Worship him and thank him for it. 
thank him for that power, that firepower, because your life is changing. Because you're going to be bold. You're going to be bold. You're going to have a greater understanding, just like I had 51 years ago when I received it. The same thing. It's going to be greater. Your whole life is going to change. You're, you're changing for the times, the time of the last days, to be a mighty warrior for Jesus Christ. This is what enables you to be that warrior we're talking about tonight. This is a key to it, to have this empowerment that you can do that. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just praise you. Just stay. When we get off the line here in a minute, you just go in your bedroom, wherever you're at, keep your hands raised, and just start to worship him and thank him. Consider Amen. I've got it. You're not, you're not going to get it. You've got it now. And, and the prayer Amen. language, is, whatever, go, 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 whatever's in your mouth, just say it. But you've got it. Just accept it and just thank him. Just like if he hands you a million-dollar check, this is greater than that. So how you would react with that, you go, wow. Well, just consider what he gave you is the greatest thing he can give you other than being born again. So, therefore, you just praise him and just worship him and just tell him you love him and thank him for it and know you've got it. Accept the fact that you are empowered right now. You've got it in you right now. If you receive that by faith, you receive it and you accept it. I've got it. It's determined. Just like when you receive Christ, you said, I receive you now. I'm saved now. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost now. You're saying the same thing. You're doing it by faith. And he always manifests later because he says in Mark 11, 24, the things that you desire. When you pray, believe it, you receive and you have them. Well, you have it right now. You have that empowerment, and, and you have your prayer language also, and just exercise that. Pray in tongues, and he'll take it from there. He'll take it from there. Jesus will take it from there from me. He'll send the people you need to be around you and be taught and everything like that because uh, he'll take care. And, Father, I pray over this. Yes, 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 I pray. We pray over these people right now to receive this and over this audience. Father, see that the laborers are around the ones that they are needed, Father. Whoever and whatever they need, I just pray that you'll cover every man, woman, boy, and girl that's in this audience tonight that needs more of anything else, Father, that you will send those around to help them, Father, because you always send laborers to the harvest fields. So, Lord, I ask that you protect them and you bless them like a, a newborn baby, Father, and a new understanding and understanding, Father. Send the laborers that they need. Keep those away from them that they don't need, Father. I just pray over this audience right now in Jesus' name for divine protection and, Lord, for divine intervention and to seal them, Father, and Make them into what you would have them to be, Father. Remnant warriors for this last day, soldiers in your army. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. Amen. I just want to say something also. This is the beginning, not the ending. Get this, this is what I'm saying here. What Brother Ed was just basically was declaring and speaking. And as you basically receive the power of the Holy Spirit and the fire of the Holy Spirit, it's the beginning. It's the beginning. Remember that. It's the beginning. It's the beginning. Amen. So we're going to and uh, uh, Brother Edward, uh, myself, and we're going to sign off today. And we're going to be praying in the Spirit for a few minutes. Uh, yeah. And, and that, is that okay with you, Brother Edward? Praying together in a few minutes, and we're just going to yeah. and we're just going to sign off. 
uh, we're going to sign off uh, as we uh, as we're in prayer. We'll say a couple minutes. Y'all pray in the spirit. You pray in the spirit. We won't even say any more words. We'll just sign off. So we're signing off now. <laughs> going to pray for a couple, well, two, three minutes. Do you want to pray together in the spirit, or, or do you want yes. me to pray and then meet? No, let's just do it together. Let's just do it together for about two, three minutes there, and then uh, then we'll just sign off. We won't okay. say any more words. We'll just sign off. Okay, okay so you all are welcome okay. to join us now, okay?